Christian Parenting. Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Monica Swanson Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host and author of Boy Mom and Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you'll be encouraged. Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out. See their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads, love where you live. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast and welcome to February. I get to say that here because though it's already the 7th, this is the first Wednesday of the month. And so for the next couple weeks, I'm really excited to be talking all things love, dating, and marriage. Because why not, right? We've got Valentine's Day next week, so I'm kind of dedicating a couple weeks to related topics, and I'm so excited about them. Next week, my husband Dave's going to be with me talking about some marriage stuff, but today to warm us up, we have Pastor J.P. Pacluda here to talk about dating. This is for all of you who have reached out and asked me for any advice on raising kids, how did we navigate dating, Um, you know, even coaching kids into their post Um, high school years, college or beyond when they launch, like, do I have any advice for how we did all that? Well, JP's your man and he does such a good job on this topic. He's written a number of books that I love. I'll be linking to all those in show notes, but today we are drawing from his book, Outdated. And that book has been really our family's go-to book for these past few years on all things related to dating or courtship or just that topic in general. And so I just love this. Be sure you're following JP Pakluda on Instagram because we're going to refer to his Friday Q&As, which are some of our favorites. They're really fun. He's so good at answering questions um, with humor, but also with a ton of wisdom. So it's a great place to point your kids. If you have teenagers or anybody in that kind of age range who are on social media, I think he does an excellent job. Uh, but we're going to have a really good conversation. And I think this is going to answer a lot of the questions that many of you have sent to me. So I'm super excited to dive into this conversation. Briefly though, I want to ask, are we friends yet on social media? Do you 
get my weekly emails. Those are the two things I'd love to connect with you on because in between podcast episodes, I love to get to know all of you better. So if you're on Instagram, I invite you to find me at Monica Swanson underscore and say hi and introduce yourself. I really do try to respond to as many direct messages as I can. Um, If you're on Facebook, I'm also over there, but you're mostly going to find the things I put on Instagram that just show up on Facebook. I'm not very active on Facebook, uh, but I try to touch bases over there when I can. So the other place that I love to hang out is in my weekly emails. If you're not on my weekly email list yet, I invite you to join. You can do that at monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe. And I just send a real simple weekly email with whatever podcast episode is new or anything else brand new that week. And then once a month, which is today, first of the month, I do send a little bit longer email with more fun links and, you know, usually something funny or encouraging. So that's the place to be. If you get this today and you want to sign up and you're like, I missed today's email. Hey, let me know. And I will resend that to you. I'm happy to do that. So can't wait to get to know all of you better. And now without further ado, let's talk with JP Pakluda about navigating the dating scene with our kids in this crazy world today. I hope you're encouraged. JP or Pastor JP, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, so great to have to be on here. Thanks. Thank you for the invitation. Not only am I and my whole family big fans of yours, but you've also got a wife with a pretty cool name. I know. I was just going to say that. I was going to love your name. Yeah. I married a Monica. Yeah. I haven't met many Monicas in my life, so I always get excited. (laughs) There you go. Yeah. She she does too. She says that all the time. She's like, yeah. We should meet someday. Well, this conversation we're about to have is like, I've been looking forward to this forever. Um, I am raising a bunch of young adults. I have a 24-year-old, a 22-year-old, a 19-year-old, and then a 13-year-old who's watching all of them. And also, as we record, I have two recent college graduate females living in my house. And so everybody's read outdated. Uh, Everybody talks about this. We love your Friday Q&As. It's like the hot topic around here. We're always talking about it. A few few controversial things have gone on in this family talking about this. So um, we can't (laughs) wait. Well, likewise. Likewise, I'm no stranger to controversy. So I feel like people, you know, the Friday Q&A, the answers are anonymous, meaning you can't see who asked the questions. So people feel pretty free Uh, to ask anything. And and, uh, and, and usually every now and then I'll get my hand slapped because of the questions I answer. And I'm like, man, you should have seen the, you know, (laughs) several hundred that I chose not to answer. (laughs) But Oh, that's funny. Wow. But you do such a good job. I feel like that might be your sweet spot. I mean, I haven't heard you preach, but I feel like you're quick, short and, um, you know, funny, but, but also meaningful answers are pretty sweet. So, well, yeah. thank you. That's, that is the heart of that. It's a, it's fun just how God, uh, brought that to be. And mm-hmm. it's been a wild unforeseen blessing of moving to Waco. So cool. Well, I love that. And before we jump in and talk about dating and, all the related stuff that I think my listeners have a lot of kids who are in that season or about to get there, or maybe, you know, coming out the other side of it. Can you just give a quick introduction, uh, talk about your church, your family, what you do? Sure. So my name is Jonathan Pakluda or JP, and I'm an author. 
uh, written several books. Most of them are targeted toward young adults, but now, uh, because I, I did young adult ministry called the porch for 12 years and was involved with that ministry and just watch it grow and, and became 18 campuses around the country. And, uh, now I pastor a church in Waco. So five years ago, our family moved to Waco, Texas, and, uh, we pastor a church here and, that means I spend a lot of time equipping parents to understand the next generation and to help have help them have conversations around sex, dating, relationships, um, you know, technology, all the things. And yeah, we, I've been married to my wife for almost 20 years and we have three kids, 16, 14 and 11. Mm. Uh, two are the oldest two are, are daughters and our youngest is a son. Mm. And so yeah, we just team Pakluda, have a lot of fun. Not, it's not Oahu, but uh, <laughs> it is Waco and we we love it. I love it. Well, I love that the things you talk about are really relevant to you right now. You're entering that next season with your own kids. Yeah, absolutely. And how rad is it that people from Hawaii come to Waco <laughs> to go surfing? Right? Can you imagine? It's so cool. I love it. I love Texas. My dad is originally from Oklahoma, so I've got a little of that in my blood somehow. I don't know. There you go. Let's go. Yeah. Well, um, well, so the porch, the porch was a ministry, not a church. It was like a a Bible study. It's a ministry. Yeah. It was a ministry of a local church. Watermark was the church and that's where I was employed. Mm. And so they, uh, this ministry was born out of there and it was a, it was a young adult ministry and originally meant to serve the city, but then it really grew beyond the walls of Dallas and, and became the largest young adult ministry in the country. Wow. And, uh, and so, yeah, it was just, it was just a wild journey. Like when I, when I started, it was like 50 to a hundred people in a room and it, grew to 4,000 real quick. And then it grew to 18 campuses and it was just a, it was a wild ride. Oh, I bet. And it's still going. I mean, they, you know, the best days are ahead of them. So cool. uh, I think they're, they're really set up well for success to yeah. just love and serve the next generation of believers. So cool. And so are you still like, do you kind of go back and visit or have any part in that anymore? We have an amazing relationship. And so, you know, I tell them if you ever need anything, holler at me and uh, I've I've been back several times yeah. since since moving for sure. So cool, and you also are pretty involved in college ministry stuff in Waco, right? So there's a big uh, university right in the center of Waco called Baylor, Baylor University, right. Sikkim Bears. Yeah, and uh, I actually was down there today for for lunch and just uh, for sure love doing campus ministry. Most of that today is deployed through our our staff, and so we have a college team. Mm-hmm. But I uh, got to go to Auburn mm-hmm. with a ministry called Unite, and God just did an amazing thing. We baptized uh, 200 college students, which that wasn't the plan. It just kind of happened while we were there, and so that that was a that's that was a really fun journey too. So cool, love all of that. Okay, so we somehow on my podcast, which was previously called the Boy Mom Podcast, so I, I spoke a lot about raising boys, and now it's just the Monica Swanson Podcast. But I know that dating is on a lot of parents' minds. How to navigate? What what kind of rules to set up or not? Yeah. Conversations that need to be had. So let's just start with from your experience with the porch and all you do. What's the biggest lie singles believe about dating. Uh, I think the biggest lies singles believe about dating. Oh, there's a lot of them. <laughs> um, you know, trying to find the one, mm-hmm. you know, date for fun. Yeah. Follow your heart. It's probably the biggest lie. Mm, yeah. I would say, I yeah. mean, feelings are ultimate, especially in the next generation. They're trying to figure out what to do with their feelings. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's just countless songs and movies and actors mm-hmm. and 
media and uh, all the things mm-hmm. that are saying, hey, follow your heart. Mm-hmm. And so your, your feelings are trustworthy and you should just go wherever they tell you to go. Mm-hmm. And anybody that tells you otherwise is is toxic and mm-hmm. they don't love you or have your best interest in mind. And so you are your best God and yeah. just just go do whatever you want. Yeah. And uh, and so that has created a lot of confusion because every Friday I get asked, I mean, I mean, probably a hundred times per Friday. Wow. Uh, that's a that's a real rough estimate, but somewhere around there, uh, what do I do if I've lost feelings for my boyfriend, girlfriend? What do I do if I've fallen out? Or what if I do? And it's they, you know, the same question asked different ways. Mm-hmm. But people really are confused when they have feelings for someone that they shouldn't have feelings for, or when they really want to have feelings for someone, but they're just not there. Mm-hmm. And, and that's created a lot of confusion. Yeah. So... You would say that the Bible has a lot to say about this. Sometimes sure. people struggle to find it. They're like, well, I don't see anything about dating in the Bible. What, where do you point yeah. to? Yeah, they, they, well, there's nothing in the Bible does not talk about dating <laughs> right. in the same way that it doesn't talk about the iPhone. <laughs> a lot of people and, and parents lean in. I mean, a lot of people are surprised to hear that dating is a relatively new idea mm-hmm. that prior to 120 years ago, no one had ever been on a date. Wow. Uh, that the the word wasn't even in the English language, that, that it entered the English language as a euphemism for prostitution. Oh. It was on a radio show. Someone talked about um, uh, uh, his his girlfriend taking dates is the is the term he used with other men. And he was talking about exchanging uh, an experience for sex, wow. sexual favors. Wow. And so that word really entered the English language as a euphemism for prostitution. Mm-hmm. And so we use it now as how to find find a spouse. It's a it's a modern cultural phenomenon. Mm-hmm. And people have argued with me. They're like, well, surely somebody went on a date prior to 120 years ago. It's like, no, it really blew up with the invention of the automobile. You got to understand mm-hmm. that there was no, right. I mean, before, before there were cars, it's like, you know, sure, boys and girls spend time together. Right. But the vast majority of examples that we have, and and certainly biblical examples that we have, were arranged marriage in which yeah. families would come together and, and strike up an agreement. So the way marriages have happened has really evolved mm-hmm. uh, in uh, throughout time. But it, we, we kind of assume like how we do it today is some version of how it's always been done. But no, in the past 120 years, mm-hmm. it changed dramatically. Yeah. And now we have more dating apps, personality profiles, uh, personality tests, Enneagram, Myers-Briggs, StrengthsFinder, Lion, Otter, Beaver, all the things. Uh, We have uh, professional matchmakers. You know, we have all of these tools and you would think we'd get a lot, we're getting a lot better at at dating, but we've actually gotten worse and worse at marriage. People are getting married later. Mm -hmm. They're getting married less and marriages aren't lasting. I imagine that some of your listeners are parents who have anxiety around, you know, what if my kid doesn't get married? Mm -hmm. Like, what if God doesn't have someone for them? And in, for some of you parents, you've been praying with them their whole life. Like, and I just pray for their spouse. And you always see your parents and I've been prayed for their spouse, pray for them. Well, what if they don't have, ever have a spouse? Mm. And a lot of times we haven't, we haven't created, uh, you know, margin for the, that possible outcome. And so I think those are all things that we need to be thinking through. Even me as a dad, mm-hmm. or I'll say, especially me as a dad of, of two daughters and a son, that's something I'm thinking through all the time. Yeah. Okay. So have you set set a hard, fast rule in your family for this yeah. dating while the kids are in high school growing up? 
Yeah. Let, so let me let me back up and address because I'm I'm sure I left some people hanging on. Well, what? How do we address the follow your heart? And you, okay, you said yeah. the Bible. You know what does the Bible say about that? So Proverbs four twenty three says, "Above all else, guard your heart, for it's the wellspring of life." Yeah. Or another version might say, "You know, um, keep your heart with all vigilance, mm-hmm. because everything you do flows from it." Yeah. And so the scripture doesn't tell us to follow our heart. In fact, Jeremiah says the heart is wicked and deceitful and beyond cure. Who can know right. it? Uh, and so we're not to follow our heart. We're to inform our heart. Mm-hmm. We're to tell it what to where to go. Yeah. That that the heart works like a bloodhound. That often it's it's searching for more of what you feed it. That it works like Netflix or Amazon. As you as you search for something, it begins to make suggestions. Oh, you like you like that? Well, what about this? What about this? What about this? Yeah. And so I don't think we realize that a lot of the dating challenges that we face today have to do with the inputs Mm -hmm. of the music that we listen to and the movies that we watch. And I know that makes me sound like the old man, you know, get off my lawn or, you know, somebody's (laughs) grandparent. But the reality is it's that that's biblical. That's what he's saying in the book of wisdom in the scriptures that what you feed your heart, your life is going to flow out of that. Like it's going to take you places. And so you want to tell your heart what to look for. And so to move that to practical, to your question of, you know, hard, fast rules around dating, we kind of started early on. I think your greatest plan as a parent is to be the expert. Mm. And so when our kids are little, you know, and they're going into to school, we let them know like, hey, you're going to hear this term sex at some point. And I just want you to know that mom and dad are experts. If you ever have a question around sex, you don't need to talk to your friends. You don't you don't need to, you know, go try to search things on the Internet. You can come to us and we will tell you everything you need to know about it. Mm-hmm. And and so we we positioned ourselves as the expert. And as much as you can call the shots of, hey, here's what you're about to see. You know, around fifth grade, you're really going to see, like right now, girls might kind of have cooties or, or boys have cooties. The opposite sex essentially is you're like not super interested. Something's going to change. And I want to I want to give you a heads up on this. You're going to start to take notice. And the conversations with your friends are going to change a lot to to the topic of the opposite sex yeah. and who likes who and who's dating who and who kissed who and who went where with who. Yeah. And, and I just, I want to give you a heads up. That's going to be, that's going to happen. I want to make you sure you're prepared for that. And what that does is they come back and they say, dad, you're right. Mm -hmm. You, you were so right. Mm -hmm. Like so-and-so is having this conversation and it is heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. I mean, you will hear all kinds of crazy, you know, this girl had an abortion and she can't tell her parents. Mm -hmm. And I mean, just really heartbreaking stuff as our kids get older and older, and so we're always trying to position ourselves as the expert and let them know, hey, here's what's coming. And as you have questions, you can talk to us. Mm-hmm. And so on the on the dating, you know, can you date in high school? I said, well, it really depends on what you mean by dating, because with this word entering, you know, if you think about it, entering the English language as a euphemism for prostitution because they were exchanging experience for sexual favors, we haven't come that far. Mm. Uh, really, that's how the world dates, yeah. you know, exchanging experience for sexual favors. That's that's a lot of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so are my kids saying, hey, can I date? Are they saying that? <laughs> can I exchange an experience for sexual favor? Absolutely not. <laughs> are they saying, well, can I spend time with the opposite sex? Well, it depends. What time doing what? 
And, <laughs> and is it, you know, it's like, can I go to prom? Sure. You can go to prom, you know, but how are you going to prom and what are you doing after prom? And, and I, you know, hopefully we raise our kids to have an amazing friend group of believing friends yeah. and that they can do things in that believing friend group. And I think that's beautiful and mm-hmm. God honoring. And, and even, you even learn how to communicate and relate to the opposite sex. But this one-on-one stuff, like, oh. hey, so-and-so's coming over and we're going to spend a lot of time in my room, <laughs> you know, just just talking or watching TV. I'm like, man, don't, parents, mm-hmm. come on. Mm-mm. Don't don't do that. And I don't I don't say that to shame you. I'm just like, there remember what we did? I mean, you know, and it's like, so I wasn't a believer until I was a young adult. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I started dating, you know, mm-hmm. as long as I can remember. I mean, I had a crush in kindergarten mm-hmm. and and in the fifth grade, you know, I was buying Valentine's Day presents and mm-hmm. then, you know, in high school, mm-hmm. you know, I had sexual relationships. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm trying to protect yeah you know, my kids from the journey that, that I walked and they say, well, look, you turned out okay. I'm like, I've got scars, you know, I, I've got lots and lots of regrets. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't go away. That's for sure. So, well, I love that. I've been listening to your podcast some, which we'll link to, and, and you've had some really good conversations about that and about your past and how things don't you know, you can't trick yourself into thinking it goes, any of that goes away once you're married. So good, good reminder there. But, um, how about just since you mentioned it, I hear from a lot of parents who are like, well, easy, easy in theory to just talk to your kids about sex, but there's some parents who just are terrified are just so uncomfortable either because of their own past. Do you have any advice for making it easier subject to bring up? Yeah. I mean, um, a couple things, you know, a couple rules of engagement. When they bring it up, uh, don't don't be surprised, mm-hmm. you know. And I can remember when my my uh, daughter came home from kindergarten, <laughs> and she goes, "Mommy, what does mean?" And she used the F word. Oh, <laughs> and uh, and my wife was so like, "What? Oh, 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 my goodness! Oh, wow!" <laughs> and just turned red in the face, and and. Uh, didn't know. And so it's just like, Hey, prepare for those moments right now. Okay. They're going to ask you those Mm -hmm. questions and I'll give you, uh, I'll give you, uh, just a response that you can say, cool, calm and collective and say, Hey, that is a great question. And I want to give you a really good answer. Let me think about that for a minute. Let me think about how to respond to you Mm -hmm. for a minute. You could always do that. So just, just to practice, Hey, that is a great question. Mm -hmm. And I want to give you a really good answer. Let me think about that for a second. Mm -hmm. And so just you, you buy yourself some time mm-hmm. and, and sometimes you're like, Hey, let you can, you know, if there, if two, two spouse, uh, household, you can say, Hey, let's have that conversation mm. together when your know, daddy gets home or let's have that conversation together when mommy gets home. And that's also going to buy you some time to kind of think about that. So you never have to feel like you're completely on the spot and you're ill-prepared you can, you can formulate, you can just say, I want to give you a really good, that's a great question. Mm-hmm. And I want to give you a thoughtful response to that. And to do that, I, I need to collect my thoughts, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I think that's a better way than saying, Hey, I'm really caught off guard right now. Or, Oh my goodness. You know, and, and some of the questions to ask most likely going to be, Hey, where did you hear that term? Mm-hmm. Who, who said that? Yeah. Um, you know, why do you ask what conversations have you had that have brought you to this place where you ask this conversation? You want to be that safe place yeah. where they can tell you, well, so-and-so in the locker room said that so-and-so, and and you can begin to have some of those conversations. Yeah. Um, there's great resources out there, birds and bees. You know, M- Mary Flo Ridley, 
they've created great parenting resources around how to have this conversation in an age appropriate way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some, some principles and ideas that I've taken from them are just, you, you need to realize that your kid is going to be exposed, uh, to the age, um, the topics of the age of the oldest sibling in their classroom. Mm. So what I mean by that is maybe they're in kindergarten with five-year-olds, but one of those five-year-olds has a 16-year-old brother. Well, that 16-year-old brother is introducing that classmate Mm. to 16-year-old subject matter. And so that's going to drive that classroom towards 16-year-old topics. And I, when I heard this for the first time, I thought that's not true. And then I began to see the world through that lens. And I'm like, wow, that is absolutely true. So interesting. (laughs) That is, you know, and so as parents, we need to realize, you can't be like, oh, well, they're in kindergarten. If they're in kindergarten, again, Mm. there's probably a 16-year-old sibling Mm. uh, to be thinking about. And so, yeah, yeah. so that's, uh, you know, that's that's one thing. And then just to say, to understand, again, I'm going to talk to my 16-year-old about this different than my Mm six-year-old. And, and so my six-year-old, it's, it's more generic terms. Mm -hmm. Um, Hey, you know, sex is a gift from God. You'll hear more about it one day when it's, (laughs) when it's relevant, you know, uh, daddy puts his seed inside mommy and a baby grows. It's, it's like that kind of term terminology to my 16 year old. Um, it's, it's going to be more around, um, you know, not awakening love before it's time, mm-hmm. just understanding like, hey, this, that we date for the purpose of marriage mm-hmm. and, you know, and trying to find a spouse. Hey, I'm going to help you do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to help you identify someone. If you desire marriage, I'm going to help you find someone who loves God, you know, yep. and, and is going to, is going to honor you and cherish you. And so we talk a lot, a lot about like partnership language mm-hmm. in that. And hey, I know that it probably feels like you're behind. Oh, this is really helpful for parents of kids in high school. I say, I know that it feels like you're behind because everybody's talking about who they're dating and breaking them. I just want you to sit outside the conversation and observe the tears and observe the drama and observe the heartbreak and observe the sadness and, you know, observe like who treats, because there's, if you date in high school, Hmm. if people date in high school, they're surrounded by dysfunctional relationships because it's high schoolers, right? And so they, they treat each other really poorly. Mm -hmm. And when you tell your kids, hey, this is what you're going to see, and they see it, you earn so much credibility. They're like, you're right. Wow. Like everyone is so sad and heartbroken <laughs> and crying so and wow. And yeah. And they start to see it through that lens and you become even more the expert. I love that. And I think it takes a bit of maturity. Like that's that's asking, you know, for a teenager, for them to, you know, be wise, be patient. Like you might see that today, but give it a month or yeah. two and that's what you're going to see play out. Yeah. I, I think that's super um, wise. My we, yeah. we homeschooled our boys and we grew up, you know, with this all boy household out in the country. So it just dating just wasn't even on their radar in high school. So yeah. when I wrote my book, Boy Mom, I had a lot of people ask, you know, how to navigate. And I was like, it's just something we didn't do. And yeah. and they it's not that we had a rule against it, but we did have those same conversations. Yeah, which is interesting, I think. I mean, just to like yeah. put a pin there and say, like, isn't that interesting that when you're not exposed mm-hmm. to a bunch of people mm-hmm. that are running that offense mm-hmm. and the schools don't help, you know, with all of the dances and whatnot mm-hmm. and the homecoming. I mean, just like we in Texas, we have homecoming. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I just think um, it's interesting that homeschooling 
high school boys that they weren't even mm-hmm. thinking about that, Not at all. you know? And so Not it just shows you how, how influential yep. like the scripture says, uh, you know, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good character. <laughs> and I'm we telling you the way. most important thing, the most important thing in high school and junior high is that friend group. Uh, I mean, I mean, apart from faith in yep. and of itself, it's that friend group. Dude, that's what I talk about all the time. Influences in our kids' lives are absolutely, yes, number two on the list of most important things. And I think that's huge. Hey guys, if you are a homeschool family or thinking about homeschooling, I have my son Jonah here to share some of the features of one of our family's very favorite curriculums. Well, I'm Jonah Swanson, I'm Monica's son, and I'm currently studying engineering at Westmont College in my fourth year. And looking back on my experience before college, I was profoundly impacted by Shorman Math. Dr. Shorman is an amazing teacher who personally impacted me a lot in my own journey. He teaches Algebra 1 and 2 and every concept that you need for the important college entrance exams. It has a biblical and historical foundation, and it teaches a lot of the why behind math and learning math. Now, this is all based on John Saxon's teaching methods, and it's really, really powerful curriculum. I strongly encourage you to consider it. You can visit DiveIntomath.com. That's DiveIntomath.com. And your family can get started using Shorman Math. I highly encourage you to check it out. It was very helpful for me and hopefully for you too. Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it. So check it out. Let me know what you think. In my most recent book, Raising Amazing, I, in the chapter where I talk about dating a little bit, I quote you and share your story from Outdated mm-hmm. where you talk about, because this is my son, my 24-year-old, loved your book. It really helped him even in his college years with kind of forming where he was going to land in the world of girls courting, dating, marriage. But mm-hmm. you talk about going shopping and that analogy. I think you would tell yeah. it better than I would. So can you share that with the listeners? Yeah, just, uh, you know, the the... The mistake that most people make, so to go back to you're like, hey, where, what's the biggest lie? I think the mistake that most people make in dating is they have no idea what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And so like when I would, you know, I'm a, I, that's how I shop is I kind of go to the mall. I've got a little bit of money. You know, I don't really know what I want. I find myself in Brookstone trying to buy a... <laughs> a drone or, you know, some, some latest and greatest, you know, gadget. And I just wander around and I look at things and buy something I didn't need, you know, and regret (laughs) it. But my, my friend is so different. You know, he's a, he's a linear thinker, just very different me in every way. And, And he only goes 
to shop. He only goes shopping if he knows exactly what he wants. Mm-hmm. And so I tell the story of him looking for a, a jacket and it's a, it, he had the, you know, the serial number, the the specific kind of jacket that he was looking for. And we're just going into stores and he's asking, hey, do you carry this brand? Do you have this jacket? And if, if they said no, then he was going to the next one. He was like, hey, do you have this? Do you have this brand? Do you, you, you carry this jacket? And if they were like, yeah, we have the brand. He's like, well, then do you have this jacket? And if they were like, no, then it was like the next one. I mean, there was, he wasn't going to compromise. He knew exactly what he was looking for. And so, you know, that's, that's the difference. I think the way the world dates is they're like, chase a feeling. Mm. You know, if I ask, hey, what are you looking for? Most young adults, if they're honest, say, well, I'm looking for someone who makes me feel mm. a certain way. Yeah. Well, the problem is that feeling's going to fade and it's really an answer rooted in narcissism. Mm. It's like my feelings are ultimate. Mm. Uh, you, you don't, you never would interview someone for a job that way. You know, you're interviewing someone for a job. Yeah. You're trying to feel, find out, are they competent for the job? And the vast majority of history, that's what they did. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, I need a spouse for life because life is hard. Mm. And I want to raise a family because it's like we we want people to help us run this homestead. <laughs> and And so you would find somebody that's like, hey, this is a great compliment to me. And, and like the feelings were in the back seat mm. and today, like the feelings are in the front seat and they're driving mm. and it's, it's so hard to undo all of the lies that the world has taught us around that. Mm. But once you understand like, oh yeah, I just need, I need to know what I'm looking for. And that's the only time, you know, when you found it, it's like if Monica sends me to the grocery store, she's very specific in the milk she wants. Like she Mm -hmm. wants organic 2%, Mm -hmm. you know, blue cap, blue label, this brand. Mm -hmm. And so I never go to the milk aisle, open the door and say, all right, how do I feel? Right. How do I feel about this meal? How do I, no, it's like, oh, there it is. Blue cap, blue label, 2% organic, this brand, got it. And I commit to that milk because I found Mm -hmm. what I was looking for. And if I, if she's, if I say, what milk do you want? She's like, I don't know, just fill it out. Mm. You know, that's going to leave me <laughs> in a, in a weird spot. Yes. So I wow. think that's how most of the world dates. Oh, so true. So true. Okay. So you're suggesting the world's doing it wrong. God's word gives us enough to go on. Um, yep. So what about that time in life where somebody's not ready to get married but everybody else is dating. I'm even talking college, not just like the teenage years, but I have a senior in college right now. I don't think he's ready right now to get married. So what should he be doing? Is is FOMO driving that season of life? Is that why everybody's dating, even though they're not ready to get married? What's what's your advice? Yeah, man, I've I've got a lot of thoughts on this. (laughs) I mean, I, I just, just plain and simple, I would not date somebody until I'm ready for marriage, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. until it's like, I'm in a season where it's like, man, in three months I could be planning a wedding, yep. you know? And until then I would not, I would not date someone. Now I do make the distinction of that's different than go on a date. Mm-hmm. If someone's like, Hey, you should get to know, you know, Samantha or, you know, you should get to know Gary that, that might be like, Great. I'd love to have coffee mm-hmm. or I'm saying for, on behalf of this person that maybe that they would have person uh, coffee with someone of the opposite sex and get to know them. And, and I think dating prior to being ready for marriage looks like a really sweet friendship, mm-hmm. like without the complication of the physical stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, without the complications of of how far is too far and, you know, what can we do? And, you know, all of that. It's just like, man, you have a really sweet friendship. Mm-hmm. Right. 
and uh, and you have to be honest about, hey, here's where we're at and here's where we're going. And then at some point, man, you know who makes great spouses is really good friends mm-hmm. of the opposite sex. Yeah. It's like it's just that's a really easy switch to flip yes. to say, you know what? We've been hanging out. It's been sweet. You love Jesus. I love Jesus. Let's spend the rest of our life together. So and um, and so I just I wouldn't I wouldn't be exclusive with somebody and physical with somebody until I'm ready for marriage. Cause you just said, you know, if you go back to shopping, it's like, when, it's like shopping with no money. Mm-hmm. You know, my friend says you, you, um, you either, you take something that's not yours or you leave frustrated. Mm, and wow. I see a lot of people dating that way. They take something that's not theirs or they're going home mm. really frustrated. Wow. And, uh, and that, that's, you know, right. So part of my theory and why my boys grew up doing fine without dating was just because they were so busy doing other great things, sports and ministry. And like, you know, there's a lot you can fill your time with. So I think during those years, just keeping busy, becoming the kind of man or woman that someone else is going to want to marry. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we tell our boys. That's right. I mean, become become the one that the one you're looking for is looking for. There you go. Love that. Okay, so before I let you go, I do have to bring up one of your um, things you talk about that's been a little controversial in this home. Love Um, it. That is when you talk about looking for the one and how there isn't Uh the one. And that's just, (laughs) I get where you're going with this, but tell us. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, you know, because theologically you could argue, well, wait, doesn't God know? And it's like, sure, God knows everything. And, um, and so, but God hasn't told us a person to look for. He's told us a type of person to look for. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I can, I can illustrate this really concretely in a, in a couple of different ways. (laughs) One, you got a math problem on your hands. Mm -hmm. And so if you look at all of the guys who want to be married and all of the girls who want to be married, like those numbers do not match up. So just, just to say that out the gate, um, I am six, seven, 260 pounds. I like guns, motorcycles in the UFC. My wife is five, two, uh, she loves puppy dogs and babies. And I mean, just, we couldn't be more different. And so I always say like, is there someone better out there for her? Like is in, and the way that I would explain this to a younger generation is like, is there someone out there she could be happier with? And the answer is undoubtedly mm-hmm. yes, there, she, she could be happier with probably hundreds of thousands of guys. And the goal is not to, Hey, let me be as happy as I can possibly be. The goal is sanctification. The goal is holiness. Mm -hmm. The goal, there's a, there's an aspect of joy that comes through those things. And so as we commit to one another, we become the one for each other Mm -hmm. because we're, we're in a covenant before God with each other. And, and we're going through life, you know, really making sacrifices for one another and serving one another. Mm-hmm. Now, if I believed that she was the one um, when we got married, then at some point I would have realized that she was the wrong one. And I, I you know, then it's like you're if I'm following those emotions mm-hmm. and I meet somebody, you know, at a hotel bar when I'm on a business trip or something. And it's like, well, maybe this person is the right one. Mm-hmm. And I married the wrong one. And I really and you see people make these decisions all, the all of the time. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it comes from what seems like a you know, a uh, victimless thought or, or consequentless, uh, a thought without consequences, but it's, it's not, it, it really is. It, it can be a dangerous thought. Mm-hmm. And so what we have to understand is, is God has said, I haven't given you someone to look for. I've given you the types of person to look mm-hmm. for. And all through Genesis to Revelation, 
there's this narrative, uh, meta narrative of the scripture that's, I want my people to find my people and and to be fruitful and multiply mm-hmm. and and raise up my people Deuteronomy 6 to show uh, you know Proverbs show them the way they should go mm-hmm. and and then even all the way to Matthew 28 you go into all the nations and making disciples baptizing them in the name of the Father Son and Holy Spirit and so this concept of God's people finding God's people and raising God's people, like this is God's plan to cover the world with his people. Mm. And, uh, and he's, and nowhere in the scriptures, it like, even in the Bible, like Abraham, <laughs> when he's looking for someone for his son, Isaac, he sends his servant Eleazar yep. and he's just like, Hey, go find <laughs> totally. someone who is God's people, yes. you know? And so it's like, you know, Isaac's not like concerned with it. Well, go find the one, yeah. you know, the only one, mm. no, it's a type of person that he's looking for. Yeah. And, and if and and for that special young woman you're talking about, I would tell you the type of person. And I love this list in First Timothy four twelve. It's um, it says set an example for believers in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. And I think that's that's not a dating verse. Again, dating's not in the Bible, but it's an amazing checklist. Mm. What comes out of their mouth? Speech. What do they love? Mm. Faith. What do they believe? Mm. Uh, uh, conduct, how do they act? And then are they pure? Mm. And those are five things that we can observe in that person to find out if they're the kind of person that I can spend the rest of my life with. Awesome. I love all this, but I also believe in arranged marriage. So like I could, I totally. Well, we did one, we did one for the book outdated when outdated uh, came out. Um, we we did a, a national contest of an arranged marriage and we found two, you know, a, a no, guy like, and a girl who had never met. Stop. And they met at my house and they got married and they're married and it's awesome. <laughs> you are kidding me. I'm dead. Serious. I hadn't heard that. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. That's nuts. And there's as to how long have they been married? Uh I think they out, just like... celebrated uh, you know, a couple months ago celebrated their year anniversary. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of Crazy. Wow. I'm excited. Yeah, I want I hope, I hope we can all follow that. Okay, so a couple just pop quick questions. Physical yeah. attraction. How important is it to our kids when they're looking for a spouse? Yeah, I mean it, it's it's like you know and, and kids never think about this, but just like the way the body changes with time and pregnancy and all of the things, you know, you just never know. I mean, I, I, uh, I tell in the, the book outdated, I talk about a couple that went to Hawaii on their honeymoon and, um, she, four days into the marriage was, uh, a wave knocked her against a rock and she's a quadriplegic. Um. She's paralyzed from the neck down, you know? And when he made that covenant with her, he never thought about like, hey, I'm going to have to be like caring for her at a whole nother level. Like, I mean, truly. And so, you know, physical attraction, it does that. It attracts so that you have a conversation. Mm-hmm. But Proverbs 31, 30 says beauty is fleeting mm-hmm. and charm is deceptive. Mm-hmm. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Yeah. And so it's 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 certainly not, you know, somebody says it like this. And I love this. You want to find somebody who's going the, the right way. Um, you want to find somebody who you communicate well with, you want to find somebody who, uh, you can commit to, uh, you want to find somebody who complements your weaknesses mm-hmm. and then, and, he, and they're doing this on their hand, kind of like yeah. the different thing and they get to their pinky and they're like, and, and, you know, and then you want to find someone that you're attracted to and it has a place. It's mm-hmm. just not first place. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's super good. I love it. All right. Well, 
there's a whole lot more we could talk about, but yeah. we'll just send people to your book and to your Friday Q&As, which are yeah. always so good. Um, if you have any final words of wisdom, if you're talking to mostly parents right here who are raising kids, yeah. maybe even, you know, kids are still young, yeah. what's like one thing you would just encourage them with? Yeah, first first and foremost, like dating is is not even second place, third place, fourth place, fifth place. As you're raising kids, raise them first and foremost to know Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and just that he's ultimate, that we're going to die soon. We're going to be with God forever and ever and ever, that life is short. Mm-hmm. Eternity is really, really long. Mm-hmm. And so just, just, you know, as you raise your kids, you, it can't be a do as I say, not as I do. Mm-hmm. If you if you call yourself a follower of Jesus Christ, you got to follow Jesus Christ. When you're at the table, uh, the dinner table, you're out to eat, you know, when you're at the basketball game or the football game or whatever it is that you're doing, you know, follow Jesus. And when you, when you whiff, when you miss it, when your flesh takes over, keep short accounts, ask for forgiveness, let them know that that was not your best moment and, and tell them you're sorry. And, um, I think that's probably sometimes one of the greatest things parents can do. Oh, solid. Well, thank you so much uh, for anyone who's not already following you or doesn't know where to find you. Can you just tell, yeah. tell us? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram. It's at J Pakluda. That's J P as in Paul. O K L as in Lewis, U, D as in David, A, J, Pakluda. And um, yeah, you know, jonathanpakluda.com will give you all the information that you need. Books are everywhere. Books are sold. Um, Outdated is the one that's most relevant to the topic we just covered. But there's also one that's for for parents in all ages called Why Do I Do What I Don't Want to Do? And that just came out recently. So Why Do I Do What I Don't Want to Do is is out now. Yeah. I'd actually love to have another conversation on that, but we'll save that for another time. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you so much. All right. You take care. Aloha. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know I sure did. And I hope you can get your hands on the book Outdated and all of JP's other books. They will be linked to in show notes, which you can find today at monicaswanson.com forward slash the letters JP dash Pokluda. P-O-K-L-U-D-A. I hope you'll spread the word about this episode with your friends and family. And I really do hope that it offered you some encouragement, food for thought, and maybe our kids will even listen. I don't know. At least point those older kids to all of JP's resources. So next week will be Valentine's Day and my husband Dave and I will be back with some marriage wisdom, some hard-earned wisdom, I'll say. And I think this one will be good for the men and women alike. So I hope you'll come back. You might make it a date night. Why not? All right. Well, God bless you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Aloha.